Welcome to What We Like. We're your hosts, Cindy and Sonia. Join us each week as we discuss the world of adulting with some ratchet recap and fun sessions. excited to have a few days off. <laughs> I know what you mean. I don't go back to work until January 3rd. Okay, so you should be a little bit more excited than me because I go back <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> I am super excited, but I'm already thinking, wow, it's already Sunday. Like, slow down a bit. <laughs> oh, I know. I was telling somebody that when I left, because I left at about 12, I think, on Friday, and they were like, okay, we have a super long weekend. I'm like, yeah, but it's going to go by really fast. <laughs> right. It really does. Like, I want it to slow down a little bit because it's going by really fast. And I, I want to I just relax a few days, then I want to take a few days and get out. And then, yeah. you know, it's cold here, and then it's raining. So, um, yeah, I'm... I'm so you have relaxing scheduled for your week. Plenty of relaxing. <laughs> I feel you. And and speaking on some relaxing and and the reason why we have some time off. Were you for vacation, me, our Christmas holidays? Do you have anything special planned for Christmas? No, I really don't. Like we'll probably um go to the space, you know, family on Christmas Day, maybe. And after that, no real plans. You know, no real big plans. What about you? Same here. We don't have really anything planned. But because I have the small nieces, I will have to make a, a Christmas gift run <laughs> to... Right. To the folks and uh, bless everybody with their gifts for Christmas. But that's about it. And you know, another thing, speaking on Christmas, is that I think that I did a better job this year with the gifts. Because I'm a giver. And uh -huh. in years past, I have gone overboard. And I can admit it, I have gone overboard. But I tried to really scale that down this year because it dilutes the meaning of Christmas. Right. And I'm trying to get the girls back into that, well, that's not really what it's about. You have a whole lot of toys. If you want some new ones, we need to box them up and give away. And, you know, just saying it's not all about the gifts. In which I had to 
tell myself that too because I just want to give and I want to see the look on your face when you open it and be like, oh, I love it. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, we, we get into that, but, you know, you do have to remember what you're teaching them. You right. know, you don't want to get them in the habit of thinking that, you know, they should get a bunch of stuff and, you know, get into <clears throat> always wanting I, I used to try to make my kids, if they got a toy, they'd have to give them give a toy. Give a toy, yeah. You know? Yeah. That is important. So I, I think that a lot of times it's caught up in the hoopla of the gift giving, and it takes the shine off of just being together with with family and friends, and especially for the little ones, to make sure that they really know the true meaning of the holiday and not think it's just, that day in the year where they're getting gifts because right. let's be clear they get gifts throughout the year <laughs> right right and you know there was a point where i just stopped giving them christmas gifts at all and um you know tried to focus more on being with family and making it about family and friends and more so than getting right. Yeah. giving you know but I don't know how well that came over because you know grandparents and aunts and everybody else gives stuff so it was just pretty much lost you know on what I was trying to do but at least I tried to you know make them yes understand. and I think so but it's, it's difficult with all of the commercialized things that we have going on it's difficult for them to get the true meaning because of everything that's being shown on TV and on social media. It just, it takes over. Right, right. We're going to get through it. I'm happy for the days off. and So I'm not going to complain in respect to that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking earlier about the wrestling match. With the guy, and now I don't yeah. remember where this happened. Do you know where that was? I don't. I was trying to see earlier, like what state it was in or whatever. Um, but I, I don't. But it was really heartbreaking. I mean, it's just that was really hard to watch because I can only imagine how he was feeling as a person just standing there letting somebody cut your hair yeah and let's that's not what you let's give a want. little background on that for anybody that didn't see it but it's it's all over social media so i'm pretty sure we all did yeah so it's a young boy um a young man black guy who was doing a wrestling match and he was told by the referee Backstory on the referee, he had called someone a nigger before, so um, there, there's that. Uh, he told him that and he would have to cut his hair or forfeit the match. And so they cut his, they came and cut his hair right there during the match. You know, they cut his hair. And I just felt like, where were... I mean, maybe his parents weren't there. Where, where was some parents or 
you coaching know, staff or some the official. coaches or even right down to his teammates because that to me a coach teaches a team that you stick together you know and instead of his teammates even saying something or it looks like they were encouraging it like one teammate came and was like you know kind of like telling him it was going to be okay but how how would you feel if someone said that they had to cut your hair like let's take a second and talk about this like what, what what's going on this is this is not it's, it's not gonna and it's not even like he had a high top fade or something he had locks it takes years to get your locks the way you want them to and for somebody to just make the decision to cut your hair like that in a whim and it's not your decision is that was just really hard to watch also i think that for people that does not have the history or the background to know what it takes to get locks and what it takes to get them to that point really can't appreciate what that meant to him and you know i know that you can right. because you've gone lots before but i think probably definitely that coach and i also think some of the teammates probably didn't think that it was a big deal because they don't know the history of what goes into into that but then i also wonder for him to well obviously the match meant a lot to him but then part of me wondered was it his real hair because to make that split decision to say yeah cut it off i mean i just couldn't imagine doing that yeah and and what i was thinking probably happened is he didn't want to let the team down because you know if he had forfeit his match i'm sure that i don't know much about wrestling and how it's you know sport or whatever but i'm sure that would have affected the team so he that's why they you know you see one of the guys coming over you know kind of encouraging him it'll be okay it'll be okay um because they didn't want it to affect them and yeah. <clears throat> i think it's hard to understand how that would feel if you don't have locks because I, I I would say I can't imagine a coach telling a young white guy who has long hair that, hey, you're going to have to cut your hair. Right. Even though, to me, it feels like that would be different because his hair could go back in three months or shorter. Right. Right. But to grow your locks back and to get them the way that you want them takes years even. And to put him on the spot like that, and he's so young, that that was high school, you know, that was just, it was just wrong. I think they should have called time or something, and again, I don't know how these matches work, but something that serious, maybe call his parents and, and explain to his parents or something, or, I mean, I, it, it just seems like it was handled all Yeah, wrong. and I and I think <laughs> what should have happened is it should have been a collective issue. I think the coaching staff should have intervened and said, no, we're not going to do this. Because obviously, he's on the team. 
and uh, unless this is not his hair he had these the entire season so I feel like the coaching staff should have intervened and said hey it hasn't been a problem up to this point why is it a problem now and no we're not going to do this we're going to take this you know to a higher source we're going to talk to your officials or your higher up or your managers and until then we will not be completing the match collectively so that he right. would not been singled right. out as the one that's doing it. I think as the adult in the situation, the coaching staff should have came in and stopped the whole thing until they could have gotten an official decision on this one ref who felt like he had the authority to make such a decision. And I did look it up. It was in New Jersey. Okay. And I saw it was posted this morning or maybe yesterday that the New Jersey Attorney General is investigating the match and the ref has been banned from officiating district matches. So my issue with this is okay. this person made a child cut his hair. Also, this person had been cited, you know, for racist activity or comments before. Why is he only banned from district meets? So does that mean that right. he still he should be banned? Yeah, period. is he still able to referee on a local level? I, you know, I don't think that's right. Yeah, he right. He should be banned. Period. Because I mean, uh, imagine for me, and I, I'm sure people who had lots way longer than I did could speak to it. There's a like having locks is a whole culture and you know there's there's all kinds of things that come along with having locks so i um okay just side note um puppy is in the building so if you hear him that he's just freaking out a little bit i hear him <laughs> something that actually stood out for us this week and we wanted to touch on that 
And obviously we're not the only one because it's gone widespread on social media. And I'm sure there'll be some more information on the outcome of the investigation with the ref. But me personally, I would like to see this ref banned from refereeing matches, all matches, and not just the district matches. Right. Me too. Yeah. And the, the last thing is, the lady who actually cut his hair, I couldn't do that. I don't care if the ref came and told me that. I just could not cut because I would be thinking about my child or my nieces or nephews if somebody asked them to cut their hair. You know what? I just couldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, but then so, again, yeah, you would have to get somebody. You know, looking at the culture, I don't think that they understand what comes with that or what that entails. Because if they're cutting their hair, it can grow back maybe in a month. And, right. and even for me, you know, I wouldn't. I don't know how that feels or what comes with it because I've never had locks. And so right. if if I can't really conceive, you know, completely, you know, what it entails, I know they can't. And she probably felt like she was just cutting up, you know, like she would cut her ponytail. Like she probably didn't know or realize what comes with that. And that's why I think that and it, it was hard for him, you know, as a student, right. as a child. And probably as the only one that has that connection to be able, he probably didn't even know how to communicate that to him, what it felt like. Right. And it, it had probably gotten to be such a big thing surrounding the match and everything was probably on hold and they probably, you know, paused the whole thing. And he could have been like, okay, I don't want the spotlight on me. Just cut it. You know, we don't know what he was going through at the time and then for them to just pull out scissors and cut his hair uh, I don't know uh, parents may have a lawsuit on their hands I would think so because w w one last thing for me it wasn't even about the locks the locks were secondary for me the fact that it was so easy for them to walk up and cut this young man's hair was the, what was the problem for me it wasn't, it, the locks were secondary for me. I don't want you cutting my child's high top fade unless we have a discussion that this is what needs to be done because he has such a racist background. I want to be sure that you cutting his hair, his hair needs to be cut for the right reason, not just because you don't see him as a person and you want his hair cut. And then second off, you know, what not only what's what's behind cutting you know his hair but what's what's your what's your motive like he's been on the team for and and he had locks so his hair has definitely been like this all season so and probably this is not his first year so his hair has been like this for a while why now you know why why was it you know needed and his locks weren't that long. I read somewhere in the comments that people were putting, well, they can't extend past your ear or whatever. Well, so I read that they were his pulled locks back super long. And, and it didn't hinder the match itself. 
it didn't give him any advantage. They were pulled back. They were neat. It, it wasn't an issue. And not that I don't Why follow matches or wrestling or whatever they call it. But, you know, I've seen where people have in matches and have hair pulled back in a ponytail. Right. I've seen it in a man bun, you know, where they put it up on top of their head or whatever. Or his didn't look that long, though. If you notice, when she grabs them from the back and cuts them, they're not super long. Like, you would think that they were, you know, chin length or down to his shoulder. So, yeah, I, I would love to hear more about, and I, I hope that this referee doesn't have anything to do with children for a very long time. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I would agree. And we will be watching this one to see the outcome and also to see if the parents say something because I haven't heard of any comments from the parents. Right, because you definitely, if it was my child, you would definitely hear some comments. <laughs> it, it might even be, we, uh, her friends had to get together and get her bail money because <laughs> I, I agree yeah. I wholeheartedly agree and with that let's go into today's topic I got this from another podcast that I listened to they did a short uh, conversation on setting boundaries and I was like oh okay well let's oh. touch on that for a couple reasons I, I thought it's something that's important that we are faced with and some of us are really good at setting boundaries and some not so but also that it would be a good topic to go into the new year with if it's something that we need to work on in setting those boundaries because I think that setting up setting boundaries is very important very important and it's something that yeah. I had to learn to do I had to get comfortable with and and my issue was definitely in in setting boundaries with the family the family well that was a difficult mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. for me now do you i guess first of all do you set boundaries and and how important do you think setting boundaries is you know what i just was thinking about it when you said that and i you know i set boundaries but with my family, I think I'm really uh, lax. Like, I, I don't really have a lot of boundaries with them. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't think it's important. That's probably something I need to work on. And I would even venture to say they probably think they need to set some boundaries for me um, as well. But I, I don't, you know, I don't have, I, I'm working on that. Um, I'm doing better with setting boundaries. I think the, the, where I do the best at setting boundaries is work. Yes, I don't have a problem I, with setting boundaries at work. <laughs> yeah, I, I have clear cut boundaries at work. Um, they, I don't cross them. They're set in stone, 
you know, and it is what it is for me, you know, it, that's just what it is. But they, I set them and there's no crossing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel the same way. When it comes to work, I don't have that issue. You know, I set boundaries. I, I come here to work. I don't want right. you interfering or getting in my personal life outside of work. Now, if I organically, you know, have a connection with you and, and we form a relationship outside of work, that's different. But in generally speaking, at work, I come to work and I have, you know, I we talk and we communicate and it's usually about work. Sometimes we'll talk about other things, but I'm still in work mode the entire time. And right. when I leave, I leave. I don't bring personal to work. And I don't take right. work home. Or I, Well, sometimes I do, but <laughs> it's not something that I do on, on a regular basis. But I don't right. find it difficult in setting the boundaries at work. Now, I do. Right. My hardest time is definitely with the family. I have a hard time setting the boundaries um, with the family and sometimes and, and in my experience I because I don't or haven't in the past set those boundaries with the family it can interfere with the personal relationship of you know mm -hmm. the, your, you and your partner so that's something that I've had to deal with you know like my my folks will call me although they know what time I work they know my work schedule I'll get phone calls 11 a.m. I'll get phone calls at 1.30, you know, p.m. Like, okay, you know I'm at work. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. I'm answering the phone because I'm like, something could be wrong. And then sometimes yeah. I'll get, oh, you know what I just saw? And I'm like, okay, but I'm at work. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's yeah, because I, I have not set those boundaries of saying, hey, unless it's an emergency, it needs to wait until I get off. But they're, they're yeah. used to me taking that moment to talk to them, no matter what time of day it is. Oh, yeah. So that's something that I can, I can work on. I probably should work on going into the new year. Now, with, with right. friends... Okay, I don't think that I really set strong boundaries with my right. friends, but on the same token, I don't think I have to because, you know, your friends, your good, true friends, they have a certain level of respect for you, for your time, and for your relationships. So, in right. my experience, my true friends don't really cross over those lines because it's just a level of respect and also they're kind of in the same place that I'm in and they know that okay there are times that you have to spend with boo and there are times that you have to do the family thing and then we're going to have our friend time so that's not what as I think about it no I don't really set clear boundaries with my friends but I've never felt like I needed to Right. I think with friends, if you're, especially if you kind of, you know, function the same, 
then you know, oh, okay, this is her time with Boo. And usually, if we're pretty close, then, you know, like I'll shoot you a message and say, hey, me and Vegan may go into the movies. Not that I'm checking in, just because we might be talking or something, and I'll say, yeah, me and Vegan may go into the movies. Okay, then you don't call during that time. Right. But if you, or if you say, you know, me and Mr. are hanging out this weekend, then of course I'm not going to call you. But if I have something, you know, crazy to say or whatever, I'll text you and you read it when you read it. Right. You know, right. I, I, that's, that's the beauty of texting, I think, is, you know, if I need to say something funny or something, I'll send it to you. You read it when you read it. There's no expectations of yeah. responding <laughs> right away. Or, we have to you know. send it right there sometimes because if we don't. We'll forget. And it was like, okay, I, re- exactly. I know you're busy right now, but I need to send you this because it's really, really funny. And if I don't, I, I'll forget about it. <laughs> right. But I think it's an unspoken rule that, okay, I'm not expecting you to respond right now. I just had to send it because I had to send it. You know, like, I just had to send it because, I, like you said, I'll forget. <laughs> it was really funny. Yes. So I think if you, with your friends, you don't necessarily have to set boundaries with your good friends. Right. Because it's unspoken. Like, I would give you the same respect that um, I would want you to give to me. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so with friends, I think I'm good. With family, my daughters do me the same way that you were just saying. My daughters will call me <laughs> during the day, and then they they call me and they say, "What you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> at at like eleven thirty a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> it's been the same for several years. I've been doing the same thing at eleven thirty a.m. on a Tuesday. Right, like I'm working, but. They, um, it's just, you know, like you said, because I answer, because I will talk or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's to the point where sometimes now for me, if they don't call every now and then, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, what's What's wrong? Now what's going on? Then you'll call. Right. Yeah. Right. And then I'll call during the day. So, um, we don't have boundaries. But I don't know, because I'm so involved in their lives, yes. I don't know that I want to <laughs> I want uh, to set boundaries, because I'm very involved in their, you know, their lives. I'm very so. involved in my folks' lives, but I'm opposite. I want to set some boundaries, because I don't want to be as involved as I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much <laughs> like I am like so involved I with ev- everything they do it's almost like every step they make every decision they make it's like I, I'm, I'm getting a call like my dad on Friday was shopping and he was uh, looking he was buying my mom a dress I'm getting pictures of the dress, of two dresses that he's trying to decide between. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yep. And then he he texts and said, did you get the picture? <laughs> yep. yep. So it's like, I... you know, from the very small thing to, you know, the important things that I need to know 
and everything in between. Like I get to the point. So, and it's my fault because I have allowed myself to be pulled into the mundane everyday task. And right. a lot of times when you either have accepted that role or put yourself in that role, once you're there, you're there. And it's a little oh, difficult yeah. getting out of. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely, I don't know if I put myself in or I was nominated and <laughs> got accepted, <laughs> but I am definitely... Um, the go-to person, uh-huh. I, my my um, middle child calls me for everything. I left chicken out um, in the refrigerator for two days. Is it still? <laughs> or, um, you know, just all kinds of little, even little stuff all the way up to big stuff. Yeah. And I guess now, because I have, a, you know, been in that role for a while, I just... I probably expect it as much as they do it, you know. Oh, I, I agree. I just, I agree. you know, I'm just there. Yeah, I do know? too. And if I don't hear from them, I'm like, okay, what happened? What's going on with her? She yeah. can't call me, you know, or, you know, my youngest, um, we'll call her 21. <laughs> 21 doesn't um, really want, because she's going through the I'm grown, I'm <laughs> finding my own way kind of thing and so she doesn't necessarily want me involved as much um so she'll she'll call and then say stuff on the slot like what would you do if or oh well let me just ask you you know because she still wants to you know do her own thing but still want approval that she's doing the right, the right thing. thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And I and so, I, I agree. Uh, I think a lot of things I have put myself in and it's just that's just what it is. That's just how it is. But at the same time, because I think we've been doing it for so long, a lot of it is super easy. You know, like the, the chicken in the sink question or what about this dress? Or I forgot to do something yeah. or like uh, on Thursday, my dad called, oh, can you order me this DVD? And I'm like, who yeah. still watches DVDs? Like, can you stream it? So a lot of the stuff that, that they're asking is stuff that now we can just do without even thinking about it. He wanted the DVD. Oh, absolutely. I jumped on Amazon. I looked up the DVD. I ordered it. It was done in five minutes. So a lot of the stuff, I think that we just, because we're in that position, we just do it or answer that question or respond to that text or whatever the case is and not even think about it. And I, right. and I was, and that was kind of my moment because before I heard this, this clip on this podcast, I didn't, really think about it but when they said it you know they were coming from the aspect of it's really important to set boundaries and not only for them but also for your own peace of mind or for your own uh your life your personal life it's just good to have those boundaries set and i was like yeah i can see that but it's really hard to exit out of that situation once you've been put in it. Right. And I think 
you know, for me, um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a little in the opposite of set, setting boundaries just because this is who I've been for so long right? until I don't know any other way to be, you know? So I expect them to come to me. So almost sometimes secretly, and I don't want them to know, but I'm sure they, they're going to listen in here, but I feel like, you know, if they make a decision or they talk about something and I hear about it after the fact, I'm like, oh, well, they didn't even call me and, and ask me about yeah. that or, you know, nobody said anything to me or, oh, the two sisters called each other and, and talked and nobody included me. Yeah. And for a second or two, I feel like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm getting X'd out instead of thinking to myself, whew. I didn't have yeah. to get involved with Be that. Be happy. You know? I didn't have to man that situation. I didn't have to referee. I didn't have to give money or I didn't have to, <laughs> I didn't have to settle right. an argument. And, but when we've been doing it, we kind of expect it. And so when they don't include us, it's kind of, uh, okay, well, one of them is, right. is she mad with me? Is she angry with me? Did I right. do something? Did I say something? Exactly. I I so feel that way. Like if they, you know, if they talk amongst themselves or, you know, or if they just make the decision on their own, because normally with big decisions, I get a phone call like, right. what do you think? What would you do? Or what should I do? Or tell me what to do or whatever. <laughs> and when they don't do that, I'm like, okay, well, did I do something wrong? Yes. I'm even to the point where I replay our last conversation <laughs> or something like, oh, well, did I, maybe she took that wrong. Or, right. You know, just because I've been this person. It's like, go-to we have to understand. For so long. We can't have it both ways. We can't right. just want to be in, involved when we want to be involved and not. If we're that, and I've kind of come to the understanding that I'm that person in my family deal with it exactly <laughs> yeah exactly. so on the other side of it we did the f friends we don't have a problem with because those are clear and friends good friends respect each other's um boundaries and we don't have that issue with the uh, co-workers or bosses like we're clear on that so that's a good thing and i don't know we kind of looked at it as okay there are no boundaries with family and I think I went from, I need to set some to, it is what it is. You know, you have to accept that. So on the, right. the, the last <laughs> one is with our partners. Are there boundaries there or should there be boundaries uh, there? You know, I really don't, I think, I, you know, I don't know if there should be boundaries. I guess you should have some boundaries, but... I, I don't know that I operate with boundaries there either. Like, I, um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of hard to say. Like, do you have boundaries in a relationship? I yeah, I think that that's lined up with the family. I think that sometimes you might think that, okay, there should be some boundaries here, but it's it's not. You know, it's right. Not. And I think for me, 
it's kind it works kind of like the friendship boundaries you know we know each other right uh we've been around each other i know for the most part what to expect from him he knows what to expect from me so it's kind of like that unspoken boundary thing like if, right. if i need some I, space I, yeah. he'll give me some space invite well he never really needs space because he's just the same all the time i don't know how he does it but he's the same all the time but i think it's i think for me boundaries with the partner falls in line with boundaries with a friend there's just a level of respect for one another and for what we have going on in our individual lives outside of the relationship and we allow time for that and we respect that it's kind of an unspoken boundary right now, if there's anybody who probably crosses boundaries in a relation in this relationship, it's probably me when I look at it. Um, really? Because I'm that person. I do know when he needs time, like you were saying, like when he needs time to himself or whatever. Occasionally, if I'm upset or whatever, I have a tendency to cross those boundaries a tad bit. Like, just tap right across the, right at the line. You know, when you were kids, <laughs> you know, when you were kids with your, your sibling and they would say, don't touch me, and you would put your finger like right close to right. them, but you weren't touching them. That's what I do with the boundaries every now and then. Like, if there's an argument or something, instead of just walking away, giving him his space or whatever I get right there like I'm not touching you I'm not touching you that kind of <laughs> you know. okay you're going to have to work on that one <laughs> I, I am I am that's, that's on the list of things to work on in 2019 that's, that's one of them but I, yes. do, I do recognize it and because we've been together for a second now he recognizes that that's what I'm doing so okay. now and he almost, can treat it as such. Right. He, okay. he reacts to, you know, just like you would with your sibling, don't touch me, don't touch me. He reacts the same way. So he knows okay. that's what I'm, you know, I'm doing. So now it doesn't irritate him as much. He just, you know, goes He knows the what he's dealing with. Yeah. And now it almost turns into like a joke because... He knows that I'm not going to go away. And then he's like, okay, I'm just going to have to deal with it. So, but I'm working on that, learning how to, because when I want my space, I expect him to just go away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. It's hard in a relationship, you know, to have boundaries, real boundaries. You know, I guess it comes just like with the family. It, yeah, I think it, it is what it I, is. Yeah, I think it definitely comes with the family and it is what it is. But also I think for me my relationship there's more of a respect of with the boundaries like I have with my friends. You know, like with my family, it's right. just whatever. <laughs> and the relationship is more right. of the respect that I have, you know, in my true right. friendships, which is, which is good. You know, I, I think that I came into this thinking, oh, wow, this really resonates with me because I, 
I really need to set boundaries in my life. But after discussing it, I think that I have boundaries set where they should be set. And in right. the other areas where they're not clear cut boundaries, it's okay because that's just where I am, where I put myself, where they have nominated me, and I have to play that role. Right. And I, I really think that, especially with family, I think we all have certain roles in, a, in, in the family. Like, you, you yeah. know, and my role is go-to person. And for me, luckily, I um, have a job where I can take, you know, five or ten minutes and talk to them on the phone about, no, you shouldn't eat that chicken because it's been out too long, or um, <laughs> those two pimples on the baby are fine. He doesn't have, <laughs> you know, malaria or whatever. You know, he's fine. Yeah. I can take those, you know, few minutes. And I would even venture to say sometimes I like that it almost makes me feel needed, you know. So yeah, yeah. I, I do. And I, I, granted, I complain about it sometimes, like, oh my gosh, everybody calls me for everything. But, like we were just saying, if they didn't, or if they don't call me, then I'm like, oh, well, she must be mad, or oh, they don't need me anymore, you know. So, I think boundaries are good when, um, when there's shows, when there's a need for them, you know. Right. And, Fortunately for me, in most of my relationships, um, there's a respect, so I, I don't have to come out and say, okay, well, Sonia, here's the, here's the rules. Don't call me at this time. Don't call me at this time. Because I think it's just unspoken with your, you know, with your friends that know you and care about you. So. Right. And I think that's, and that's the one that I have flown, that, that has if that's present in my relationship and, and that works and I have adjusted you know boundaries and I have worked on the boundaries with my family I'm still that go-to person that they call all the time but if I need a moment or a day I'll take that moment or that day and then I'll come back and save the world for them right right <laughs> but I, I don't think that the boundaries are setting for them that that's not going to work because I am that go-to person. I have been that go-to person. I don't see that changing. And that's just the role that I play in my family. And, right. and that's just how it is. So just get with it. <laughs> what it get, is. get absolutely right. Get with it. And yeah. Now that we have realized what our boundaries are, and we don't have a lot of work to do on that because I think we are where we're supposed to be and it, it works for our individual situations. Right. So with that, we can go into this week's Ratchet Recap. <laughs> Your favorite part. Yes, yes. So, And this week we we're going to do... This week we're going to do the... Oh, Housewives in Atlanta. Okay, 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 okay. So, um, I'm trying to think. So, 
they went on the girls' trip because the guys couldn't couldn't go, right? Yeah, you know, I felt a little bad for Greg because he really wanted to go. But then I'm also thinking, okay, Greg, I'm going to need you to just simmer it down a little bit. Just, you know, you don't have to be involved in everything. Just kind of deal with your health issues. When they were leaving, he got up to the mic like he was getting ready to give a motivational speech. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what? What is this? Like, what's going right. on? Okay. And, I mean, he has a seriously, you know, issues with his health, which is very serious. But part of me right. felt like, are you milking it a little bit for the camera? Or are you yeah. trying to get sympathy? But I guess some men don't deal with sickness well. And right. they they want that attention, yeah. and I felt a little bit of that from him. Yeah, I feel like he was just all in it. Like he was just like, okay, it's okay, Greg. Like you get to go another time. <laughs> it's okay. You will get to go. Maybe not this time, but you'll get to go next time. So, um. Yeah, and then when they were on the bus, and they were um, they were playing truth or dare, and they were they were asking the questions and something about calling your your spouse and talk sexy <laughs> and talk dirty or whatever. Poor little Eva. I'm like, Eva probably knew what she could say and get away with with her dude because you know her dude is in politics, so she probably knew. You know, not right. to really go too far and cross the line with him. Right. I'm thinking she should have probably not called and was like, "No, nah, my man not with that. He's definitely not with that on the camera." Uh-huh. But I'm gonna tell you, yeah. I probably rewinded that thing with Candy like three times. <laughs> it was I so know. funny. Todd was like, "Oh, babe, he's like, you've been drinking." <laughs> Right. That was so funny to me. He was like, did you just say that in front of everybody? Right. I'm, you know, I was trying to think, how would they go if I had called vegan May and was like saying, like, how would that conversation go? I was like, yeah, that, that might not have been great for the camera. No. Because the thing is, you never know what they're going to say. You never know what they're going to say. Right. I don't know if I would have been able to do that one. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Vegan Bay would have said something that I wouldn't want to be on camera. Right, exactly. (laughs) That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about on it was Cynthia... And when the show first came on, the man comes downstairs, and it's Leon. So, you know, my question was, for you, how would that go over if your ex was in town? Would he be crashing at your place? Now, you know what? I thought about that. Let's let's say Vegan Bay and I didn't live together. Um, How would that work? Or if he wasn't in the picture? How would that work? And I um, I probably wouldn't have a problem with him 
staying over. I because right now I can see you not having a problem with him staying over, but let's remember that Cynthia is in a relationship. Right now, that a fairly clear. new relationship. So, you know, with that being the case, with Vegan Bay being in the picture, would he be okay with X staying over? No, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't even present that. Like I wouldn't even ask that because. To me, especially if he's not there, you know, if he was here and all three of us are in the house together and me and him go to bed and Vegan Bay is in the, I mean, and um, X-Boo is in. Keep it right now. Right. <laughs> and X-Boo is in the basement in a bedroom. That might be something different. But me and X-Boo and then Vegan Bay is 10 states over. I don't, I wouldn't do that because I would feel some kind of way if the shoe was on the other foot. Like, I uh-huh. I called to FaceTime him and, you know, his ex-boo is coming down the stairs like, good morning. No, that was, that definitely. Yeah, was. I was wondering how you would feel about that because I know that you had said also, and Cynthia said, and I, and I think you felt the same way. She said that for her, you know, Leon, it's it's like a brother to her. Uh-huh. It's it's like family. But they didn't even go to the whole thing of how her dude would feel or feels about that or it just it didn't come up. But I when I saw that I was like, Really? Yeah. And their relationship is fairly new. Right. So I would think that that would be a little bit odd. You know, maybe different if you've been together for a long time, but especially with them still being fairly new. And her guy in being in another state, I was like, oh, okay, okay. But, you know. Yeah. I, I guess it works for them. I guess so. But that would be a lot for me to ask uh, a partner in a new relationship. You know, that would be a lot yeah. for me to ask him to understand something like that. Because, again, you remember I had like a rough, rough road with Vegan Bay and ex-boo and family just because, you know, I was asking a lot in the very beginning for him to understand, especially when he had not experienced that before, you know. Right. And and I think the the key there was the newness of the relationship. Right, right. I, I think you have to be with a person for a good little while kind of get a feel of how the that for your partner and their ex you know operate and the family and an extended family and all of that before you can put that on somebody you know you all have to right. be together for a while so that they can see that this is truly just a, a friendship or we're just family now you know and yeah. so, I mean, yeah. because for Cynthia, her daughter is like, what, like 18 or something like that, 19 or something? Yeah. Because she's, this is her first year of college or she's going yeah. to college yeah. or something. And so they, they've been in each other's lives for a good little while, you know. So after that, when you break up, usually you just feel like that person is family. You know, you don't have any, right, right. you know intimate thoughts about them, they're, they're family. 
So yeah, and that's what she and that's what she said. He's he's like a brother to her. Still would be weird. So what? <laughs> yeah. What about Eva not inviting the ladies and specifically Nini because she asked Nini to speak at her, her wedding to the bachelorette yeah, party? Bachelorette, yeah. Oh. Party in uh, Miami. You know, I thought that I, two things. At first, I was thinking, well, sometimes it's hard to mix your one group of friends with the other group of friends. And then I thought, well, no, because usually your friends are some aspect of who you are, you know. Um, so they all should be able to at least coexist, you know. And especially for a weekend, especially when it's going to be a bunch of people, so they don't have to just sit around with, it's not just your one college friend and then all your current friends. It's, you mingle everybody. Kind of like with my 50th birthday party, it was a bunch of friends from all different aspects of my life. Current friends, you know, DMV friends, college friends, you know. So um, I was like, yeah, I think she could have invited them. Like, especially if Mimi is supposed to be so important to you that you invite her to speak at your wedding. But yeah, part of me, part of me felt like Eva was going to turn up in Miami with her friends that are around her age because right. she is younger than the other ladies and I felt like she probably didn't want the old lady gang right. <laughs> included because Portia said that she was invited right. and Portia is, is closer to Eva in age so I, I think that maybe some of it was she felt like Portia is a fun girl and she likes a good time and you know she would fit in with her group of friends that was going and maybe she felt that Nene not so much right and I uh, uh, you know that that's a good point I can see that I can see you know Nene being a, a little older and probably wouldn't want to do some of the things that you know that they might have been doing and it couldn't it might not have been anything bad just things that Nene probably wouldn't want to do. You know, they probably yeah. gonna be hanging out and drinking a lot, you know. And it probably would have gone over better if all of the ladies were invited. Right. And then that way the ones that wanted to go and hang out and club could and the ones that just kinda of maybe wanted to shop or do dinner and drinks would do that and you kinda of get you know, everybody gets to do something. Right. And, but and also at the end of the day it's her, you know, bachelorette party. It's her day, her event. Invite who you want to invite. And I, I think what, what happened to make it look so bad is she just didn't know how to respond. Like, then she just started kind of, yes. like, lying about it. And, yes. oh, it was a surprise. Oh, it was this. It was that. <laughs> you know, just say, hey, I... You know, we were going to be hanging out, and I just really didn't think that that was something that you would want to do. We were going to, 
right. you know, be drinking a lot or whatever. And I know that's probably not your scene. That's why I didn't invite you. Yeah. But to say yeah, I didn't I invite agree. you because you were busy, like, let me be the one who. Yeah. You know, like, you, honey, you don't know my schedule. Right. Or I might have made time for you. You know, like. Yes. I made a might have said, oh, okay, well, this is Eva's bachelorette. Let me make time for her, you know, or I'm good for that weekend. But I think it was all of her going back and forth. I don't know. I, I, I you know, and then she was looking caught or whatever. <laughs> it's your day. You, you know, this is your day. It's, you know, do what you want to do. But you're right. I think she should have invited everybody and then let them decide if they're going to come. And then that to me, the more people there, the more it's easier to do a lot of different things because some people could go, some people could stay, and then it's not just one person saying, oh, I really don't want to do that, and then they forced to do it or they forced to stay back and look like, you know, Debbie Downer because they didn't want to do it, you know? Yeah. So I think that's, that's a good thing about inviting several friends but all of them not the same you know? yeah so you know the other thing is what was your take and i don't remember her name the drunk lady at couples night oh my gosh what was going on with this chick like was she just doing okay first off did i miss who she was like who I miss I miss who she was, but it wasn't important enough for me to go back and look. <laughs> yeah, and then second off, she was going off because uh, was it Eva? She said knew her, but was acting like she didn't. Yeah, they her. have a mutual friend, and but Eva was like, and she was like, "You don't remember me?" And Eva was like, "No, I never met you," and she was like, "She was Miss Cau." All right. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, okay, well, but does that mean, you know, I'm supposed to know you? Or, and she's like, we both have the mutual friend and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I mean, I, I know people that I have the same situation, and that doesn't mean I know everybody that they, you know, friends with or. Yeah, honey, I, I like, think I'm important too, but I'm sane enough to know everybody don't know me. <laughs> right. And her right. husband, he was looking embarrassed, and she was like, "What you looking irritated for? What what's wrong with you? Because you're showing your ass. That's what's wrong with me." Right. Like, I I mean, if if I said to somebody, "Oh, well, you know, you know, Lakeisha, whatever." And she said, oh, and she still doesn't know me. Okay, well, she Let it doesn't go. know me. Like, Let it go. It, it, is, it is what it is. Like, Pretty much. Like, sometimes people don't remember you. And that's, that's okay. I it mean, really she, is. I, like, I'm I good on was, her. I don't need a cameo appearance from her. Right. I think she was just trying to get her 15 minutes of fame. She really was, and, but that's probably all she going to get. And it wasn't quite 15. But <laughs> so, so we can move right along from her and and the last one that I have that I really wanted to touch on was who's becoming my favorite girl this season Portia (laughs) because I really think that she has evolved and 
And you know, an, an eye opener for me was when she met with Candy, and they were talking, and and you know, she was basically like, "Well, Candy, you didn't like it when people were coming at Todd, so I kind of felt like you would understand where I am in my relationship." And then she right. went on to say something about Candy was saying about uh, the guy getting the tattoos, and Portia said, "Listen." If that was his jush, that was his jush. If ta- getting tattoos was his thing, that was his that was his thing. But all of that was before me. You know, we're together now. Like right. I'm not worried about what he did before me. And then I was like, you know what? I didn't think about it like that because for some people, getting a tattoo is nothing. Like a person that gets right. like it's just nothing. It's just more ink on me. So I guess Portia's thing right. was okay, if that's what he did before me, that's what he did. I'm not really concerned about it. Now that we're together, if he's getting a tattoo on him, okay, then let me know. But all of that stuff before me, no, I'm good on that because we all have, and he kind of said it too, like, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but Candy had a past too before Todd. So you always have to be careful about talking about other people and their relationships and what they're doing because... We've all done something. Right, right. And and I was thinking Porsche. You know they voted Porsche. TV, uh, TV guy voted Porsche the second most liked um, housewife out of the 46 housewives. They voted really? her number two. Uh-huh. She posted who was number on one? Instagram. I didn't see who was number one, but they posted it on Instagram. She posted on Instagram. She thinks I like that for her. Yeah. I think that she has really evolved. I think that, especially from the very beginning, I just, I'm liking who she is becoming. I really am. Yeah, she she seems very mature. I think she's handling the whole candy thing very maturely. Like, you know, I agree. She, she's not going off or whatever. She's like, okay, I thought you would understand. And basically said, hey, he was somebody before he met me. You know, next. And this, I just want to talk about from now on. And they're giving her a little, uh, on the bus, they were giving her some, the business about the time frame, when, when, how long they've been together. Look, if she happy and they've been together two days, that works for me. Like, you know. (laughs) For me, I think there's always that overlap because I'm mature enough at this age to to assume that if I meet somebody and we start hanging out, I'm not. I'm thinking that this pro, this person's probably hanging out with other people, as I might be hanging out with other people. So if she met Dennis, and she and Dennis went on a date and it went well, and they went on a second date and it went well, I wouldn't make a side eye at the fact that maybe she was going out with other people or he was going out with other people during that same time frame because people date, people go out, we're adults. So the thing is, I would expect there to be some overlap. So in the first month that Portia saw Dennis, if she was going out, especially if there was a party and she's a plus one or she bought a plus one, I don't think that there's anything weird or strange about that. And then if six months down the line, her and Dennis 
are together and people say, you know, how long have you guys been together? And she says six months because she's known him for six months. And then somebody is saying, oh, but he was dating somebody else six, uh, five months ago or, you know, okay, it's not that big of a deal. Again, if I'm with him for a year and you telling me he was with somebody last month, then you might be able to have a conversation with me. But all of this stuff that went on in the first month or two of us dating, no, I'm right. good on that. Right, I agree. I agree. Everybody has a past, and you're right. If we're dating, there's going to be some overlap. Not overlap in a bad way, like, ooh, he's dating me and, and we're exclusive. You're probably not exclusive in that first, you know, yeah, couple I, weeks or months or so. Yeah, I know? don't. I mean, it happens with some people, but for most people, I don't think they're going the first date and walk away from that first date or second date and say we're exclusive. I think right. she was probably seeing people, and they were talking about she was with somebody else at a party. She could have taken somebody because she didn't want to go by herself. You know, that, like Nene's couples happened. night. Cynthia took a friend of hers because her dude wasn't in town. So uh, they, I think they were doing just too much. But I agree, like you said, I think that she's handling it very well. I think so, too. I think they're being very petty. Instead of being supportive and just saying, you know what, that's great. If you're happy, you, you seem really happy because she does. It seems like he's treating her very nice and very good. You know, he's introduced her to his family. He's bringing her around his business. He's trying really hard to, from what they show, you know, to be a, a very supportive boyfriend. So to me, if I'm a friend, I'm all for it. If you're happy, I'm happy. Like, yeah, you know. What, and then what, you also, know? you know, she had to get Miss Shamari together. She had something to say about Portia not speaking to her or not coming around the table yes. to speak to her at couples night. And and I think where I am with that now is, okay, so Portia did walk in late. So one would say that Ernest was on her to speak. But sweetie, when she sat at the uh -huh. table, you could have spoken to her. It goes both ways. But she tried to shade a little bit when she said Darius right. instead of Dennis. And she was like, well, Darius, and then somebody said, right. no, his name is Dennis. And she said, oh, oh, is his, his name Dennis? What did I say, Darius? And Portia said, uh, oh, well, uh, you may not know his yeah. name because I didn't introduce him to you. <laughs> I was like, go ahead, Portia. You tell And she was like, why? And she was like, because I really wasn't liking you right. too much. Right. I, I, I just, I don't know. I just, um, I like Portia. I think she seems like a fun person and as long as you don't cross her the wrong way and I feel like she's one of those people if y'all have a spat she just need a little bit of time and she'll still come back and be you know y'all could be cool as long yes. as you don't you know do too much she just seems like a fun young person like she's just living her best life you know and I'm happy for her. I am I'm too. Happy. I'm happy for Portia, happy for her relationship, happy for her pregnancy, and I hope all goes well with her. Same here. I, I think she her, she seemed like she would be a fun person. Even though she probably has 
a nice bank account or whatever. She got a boo that has a nice bank account. She seemed like somebody that you could just hang out with, you know, and come over to the house time. and yeah. have a good time. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, that does it for us for this weekend. And last thing I have to say is Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> if you would like to share your comments or let us know what you think about the episode, please email us at what we like inc at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at What We Like. Make sure that you guys are doing what you like this week. Because we'll definitely be doing what we like. Bye. Bye.